Hello and welcome back to Running on Pixie Dust. I am your host, Annika. Give me a follow on socials at Annika Hudak or on Instagram where I post the most daily pretty much <laughs> at Annika's Paintbrush. Welcome back to season two of Running on Pixie Dust. We've 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 had some updates lately about a little thing called a knee injury, but really it's kind of like my whole body that just needs needs a little help. <laughs> uh, if you're new here, welcome. Be sure to check out episode zero for my full story for even starting to align this podcast with Dopey Challenge training for this past January where I completed the Dopey Challenge for the very first time. Incredible. I I love sharing everything I learn along the way on this podcast and giving you guys updates as well as life in Orlando. So I, I'm always excited to come on here and share. Disclaimer, I am not a coach, not affiliated with anyone. This is just for fun, sharing my personal experiences and opinions. And with all that said, welcome to episode 25. Yeah, we're, 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 we're getting these episodes out pretty quickly. I, I think I've been pretty good about it recently because I started season one on such a good like weekly schedule and now season two has kind of just been all over the place and whenever I feel like it, but it's fine. It's all fine. Also, I might sound like a extra lispy today because I'm doing round two of my Invisalign because I started it honestly like when dopey training started like for last year and I went through and finished the cycle, but my teeth like were stubborn, so they weren't done yet. And so I had to get new uh, molds done and they had to order me a whole new set basically. And so now I'm on round two. It took months for these freaking aligners to come in. And so I literally just started it again this past week. So now I'm extra dish free again. And I had to get used to getting the brackets put back on. And they're in different spots now too. So it's just like, it's an adjustment. But I'm, I'm trying to be really good about wearing them all the time. So I uh, just have to deal with it. So that's what you have to deal with too. If you're watching on YouTube, you notice my little my little shirt. I've, it's got a little Dumbo, um, like a Squishmallow. It's like a Squishmallow shirt. And it has a bunch of characters on it. I only show the top half of it. But I think I'm going to take it with me to Disneyland because I obviously have to take all the Dumbo things. And I think I got this in like Hong Kong Disneyland maybe like years ago. So I love finding little things that I pick up along the way not knowing how like fun and perfect they'll be for certain weekends like Dumbo for example so I just love when that happens which is why I can't get rid of anything also because what if I need it in the future <laughs> which it kind of explains that your wall behind me if you're watching on YouTube as well it's because like well I what if I need this like I'm gonna regret getting rid of something and wishing I had it for like a perfect moment like that so anyway <laughs> welcome to episode 25 uh we got my highs and lows highs i started physical therapy that's a big high because it is a step in the right direction but it's just it's tied in with the lows because it's just i'm on the road to recovery right now if you missed it i i have a knee injury situation happening right now i covered it in the last two episodes it just started as like a clicking pain 
or not even paint. It was just clicking and popping. And that means nothing to me because I pop everywhere. But then it became painful. It took a month to finally get it checked out and seen by all these different doctors. And my Hoffa's fat pad is inflamed as well as I've got a little bit of misalignment. And I learned even more about my body at physical therapy this week. So I'm I'm going to share all that with you too. So it's it's been a journey. I haven't run in weeks and it's killing me slowly. Um, I, I, I also don't know when I can run again yet. And the fact that we are less than 90 days away from Dopey is giving me so much anxiety, but I'm trying not to let it completely overcome me. <laughs> so that's that's that. Lowe's can't really do any dedicated like walking workouts to even keep up with training right now. It's so hard because the type of injury I have with my knees being inflamed, doing anything that like caused the injury in the first place, which is kind of like a combination of a bunch of things, which I covered in the last episode, um, which is kind of like my supinating of my feet turning outwards, the opposite of pronating, wearing kind of too stability of a shoe which is why I'm not wearing my Hoka Gaviota 4s anymore that had also in addition to that the custom inserts that I had which over time pushed me outward and because of my gait changing my body changing it just wasn't working for me slash a lot of training slash genetics and slash not enough strength training in the places where I'm really weak personally so we learned all that the hard way but all that to say is I can't really do the walking, the aqua jogging, running, obviously, or even biking because that is putting my knee in the motion that got it injured in the first place. So <sighs> thankfully, no tears. Thankfully, no stress fractures. Thankfully, no surgery. Thankfully, dumpy is not off the table. And I'm not going to let it get off the table. And I'm trying to sit here sit on my hands and just rest, do what my body needs, strengthen all my weak points where I can to get back to get back to it. So clearly that's just like my biggest low right now. It's affecting me so much and it's especially so hard too when I look on my Strava app, which is where I track all my runs and have all my workouts synced to. It's not even the fact that like I see all my friends that I train with like getting their runs in because I'm like so proud of them. It's it's not that at all. Like it's more about me seeing my like monthly mileage be nothing <laughs> compared to what it was months ago and seeing like the downward trend of like, oh, this is where you are and like notification of like, here, you you got in one mile this week. Oh, thanks, Strava. Thanks. Thanks for that. I didn't know, really. Like, <laughs> they need to put like a I'm injured toggle on there and a leave me alone feature while I'm recovering. <laughs> so that's hard. But I love keeping up with all my friends and seeing everyone else still sticking strong to training, which makes me really happy and really sad at the same time because I'm so happy for you. And not at all jealous. <laughs> but it's hard too because like I don't want to miss 
park visits which like i'm okay with honestly like sitting out at the disney parks like i live here it's fine i'm gonna i'm gonna live without going and like doing a ton of walking at the parks like it's gonna be okay but we had a work outing at epcot this past weekend and we did one lap around the world which is honestly it's still a lot of walking like we were only there we actually we were there for like the evening we were definitely there for a solid amount of time and it was a bit of walking i um preemptively like put kt tape on my knee to essentially like shift my kneecap over inward where it's like can be more aligned and i wore the knee brace and even then like my legs are very tired at the end like i probably could have done without a little bit of that but it's hard because like i want to be included and i'm meeting a bunch of people that like i need to know and like work with and so that FaceTime is really, really important and to be present at these kinds of things. But it's hard <laughs> when you're struggling with an injury. <laughs> so that was tough. But I mean, it was still fun. I'm glad I could still go. Halloween Horror Nights. Like, ugh, I want to get the use out of my past. And like, there's still things that like I haven't done. And so going each time, I think I've been probably five times now. Uh, and that's the point of like why you get frequent fear pass is so that you can go and do each thing a little bit at a time and not have to spend like a whole night there. Um, and like do things that you want to do and can redo things that you want to do like that. But so it's just making it more difficult to like sit out and sit on the bench and lay in bed and do nothing kind of thing. Cause that's not what I want to be doing. So... All that to say, my final low, uh, money. My golly, running has been the most expensive thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> That's really dramatic. Um, and honestly, probably not true because your girl was a dancer and uh, in pageants. So those things are also very expensive. <laughs> but my goodness gracious, physical therapy is going to cost me a small fortune. Like even with pretty good insurance that I have um, through my work and I pay a lot of money weekly out of my paycheck for that. Even with insurance, it's it's so freaking expensive. Like my first visit was over $100 and every visit after that I think was like $85. So like every time I go, it's $85. And so this is all this like medical bills are racking up because I had to pay to I honestly I haven't even seen the bills yet for seeing my primary care to get the referral but I had to pay before I was even seen by the specialist the orthopedic doctor and that was $40 each time so it's like okay now we're in the hundreds dollar mark <laughs> that didn't even make sense the hundreds hundreds of dollars realm uh already just to get diagnosed and just to get me to the road of recovery to get me started and that's not even including the $147 I had to pay for my freaking knee brace. And I was talking to the guy who like brought in the knee brace and like was getting me fitted at the office like while I was still there. And he said, because of the billing codes, my insurance wasn't going to cover it, which is really annoying. Because again, like, okay, what am I, what am I paying all this money for this insurance for? Hmm. But he was like, well, we could try and find you a similar one on Amazon. Like, obviously, there's going to be cheaper alternatives out there, but nothing that, like, was exactly 
what I was needing. Like it's a it's a very particular kind of knee brace. It is meant to artificially push, literally push my kneecap into alignment. So it's actually physically shoving my kneecap over and uh, helping me when I walk. So while I could go on Amazon and find like a $20 version of this, it's not like the ones I was looking at just weren't going to be it. It's like, well, do I want to skimp on this? No, like I want to get back to training. And so that was so frustrating. Like, okay, I, I have to pay this nearly $150 for this stupid brace. So there's that. Like, oh, it's killing me. But I know it's, you got to invest in yourself, invest in your health now, pay now or pay later. But honestly, in my case, I might be paying all, all around every time now and later forever. <laughs> so, yeah, I know your body is the best thing you can invest in, though. So that's what I keep telling myself when I have to pay these things. At this point, it's just debt free journey who because I can't even focus on putting any extra money towards paying down my debt because if you didn't know I'm on a debt-free journey paying off six figures of student loans and it's tough it's it's tough out here I'm a single mother to my beagle daughter cinnamon (laughs) and running in itself new running shoes race fees travel running gear all of that is also not cheap so that's just like my little rant of of course, I'm choosing to enter this this realm and this sport, but it's just, it's frustrating. It's tough. If anyone else out there has money trauma and wants to rant about anything, I'm your girl. I love venting and I love sharing too much information. So there you have it. Uh, speaking of my MRI too, I got a letter that was sent by my insurance to my orthopedic doctor and I was just CC'd on it for awareness, I guess, that they were asking, was my MRI even medically necessary? Like, bro, <laughs> shut up. Like, just, ah, like my doctor ordered it. Why would he order it if it wasn't medically necessary? Like, goodbye, goodbye. <sighs> anyway, uh, my first physical therapy appointment. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I actually, so I had done physical therapy in the past. I... If you didn't know, I was a dancer for 10 years and I was on point with the point shoes on the, on the toes. I was on point for four of those years in high school and I had been training for our fall ballet or our winter ballet and the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. And I was in like the Arabian attendant position. And if you don't know anything about the Nutcracker ballet, there's this scene with the Arabian dancers, that's just like what they were called. Um, and obviously it's, I, it stems from like the whole story of the Nutcracker. But all you really need to know is I was this one part that the requirement for this like section of the show was flexibility. <laughs> so we had like our main person and then we were like the background dancers and you had to basically just do flexibility on stage. It was like splits, leg holds, holding back bends and all of these things that were really hard on your body. And especially if you only do them one-sided, you kind of start favoring certain parts of the body. And so I got like really bad shoulder tendonitis because I had to hold this like back bend situation for like 
multiple eight counts of this dance and like rehearsing it over and over and over again. And that was like a lot of stress on my body. So I had to like take a break from dance at that point too. And I had to get uh, PT for that tendonitis going down my shoulder blade, which still affects me to this day. It's just not something that goes away. Um, but I did have to go for that as well as like, I have back issues for my whole life basically. So <laughs> it's fun being me. I have a sway back. Um, I also got a pinched nerve in college. And if you've had a pinched nerve in your back, <laughs> do I feel for you? I could not get out of bed. And like, I wish I was being dramatic. And like, if you've ever had this happen to you, you know, I'm not being dramatic. Like you physically cannot move. You're essentially paralyzed because if you move, it's a such a sharp stabbing pain that like you literally can't move. And so my, I remember this so distinctly. I woke up and I like had to get my roommate to physically get me out of bed and take me to the hospital. Like I was so stressed. But all that to say is my body is so old feeling like I'm so crickety and I have disc degeneration in my spine and like I have again such curvature in my back and hip problems and sciatica problems. <laughs> I'm like I could just keep going. We could be here all day. And like <laughs> and yet I choose to run. So hmm, crazy. But anyway, this wasn't my first dabble with physical therapy. Uh, so, but it's been a long time and you know, not every place does the same. So first off, even finding, finding a physical therapy location was going to be the bane of my existence, which is, it's always frustrating with the American healthcare system, finding care soon, because there's always going to be someone who can fit you in, you know, a couple months from now. <laughs> what am I supposed to do between those? Like now and then, I don't know, just suck it up and deal, uh, which is unfortunately the case for, I'm sure, many people, and that sucks. Like, why can't we be better about that? Okay, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to get fired up. But anyway, uh, <laughs> through my referral that I got from my orthopedic doctor to a physical therapist, I called the places he recommended, and like in the same, um, not even the same health network, because there's a lot of places um, that are in network, but don't have like the same overarching like name, like Orlando Health, for example. I called every Orlando Health physical therapy office, every one, every single Orlando Health office and or for physical therapy in the area, which none of them are by my house, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and none of them can get me in. Like the soonest they could get me in was going to be two weeks. So I was going to have to sit here for another two weeks not having anything. And so that wasn't going to work. I tried to get a hold of my insurance. That was already a nightmare. I had to call like several different numbers. One of them connected me to like a Spanish line and it wasn't even like my general insurance number. Like it was, it was just so weird. Like there was so much friction trying to just get a hold of my insurance. Like <laughs> what? And I ha literally had to talk to people and I was like, I don't know how I got transferred to like the Spanish line, but I never pressed a Spanish option. Like I was just trying to find someone who speaks English and who can help me like, please. And she transferred me and then it hung up, of course. So don't you just love that? Don't you love it when they hang up on you? So 
probably took me a couple hours to even get a number to get to someone to then send me a PDF of all of the physical therapy offices covered by my insurance, like, or in network, rather, in network of my insurance. And it wasn't even like a searchable thing because, oh, don't worry. I try and I'm, I'm, can be very resourceful. I'm studied computer science. I know how to work a freaking web browser and I can search online for doctors that I need. But the problem was I couldn't do that for finding my physical therapy options. Long story short, I had to go this route and I get emailed a PDF of like all the different addresses, but all I get is like the doctor name and then the address and a phone number. And it's just a PDF of like hundreds of locations and it's not sorted by city or anything. So (laughs) kind of do it the old fashioned way, do a little command F, search for like places near me and give them, you know, cold call one by one by one to see who could fit me in. Thankfully, after all of this, I finally found an office that is like five minutes from me. Thank the freaking Lord. And I gave them a call. They could get me in. I called, This was a Tuesday. They could get me in on Thursday this past week. So thank goodness. Oh my gosh. I almost cried because of how like how much effort I had to go through for that. But they could get me in on Thursday. I said, great. They, they always ask like what time of day is like best for you? What days are best for you? And I'm always like, as soon as you can get me in. Like that's when is best for me. <laughs> and uh, so I went, um, she gave me uh, a thorough exam and you always have to fill out those like in-depth questionnaires and like point on the, on the drawing of a body, like point where it hurts and mark off like where you feel pain and all that so I did all that but I the reason I'm explaining this is because I have to talk about this thorough exam that she did of just gauging like where everything is on my body and like where my alignment is and like taking a look at my knees especially because of my diagnosis of my like maltracking of my kneecap on my left knee pointing outwards um, she like really wanted to pay attention to alignment of everything and she noticed that like I'm very knock kneed which hello I've known my whole life because like I can just look in the mirror and see that <laughs> that my knees always like push together like my knees will touch before my ankles do and that's just the way it is like that's something I've always had to deal with and in ballet whenever you're in if you know six sixth position which is literally just your feet parallel um touching facing forward my knees always press against each other really hard when I put my feet together and so that's like something I've always like worked on my alignment in ballet like I know kind of how to align myself but obviously it's been years since I have taken ballet because I stopped that like years and years ago but anyway all that to say is yeah girl I know I'm not gonna eat like thank you (laughs) But something I actually didn't notice was my left knee is a little bit more knock-kneed than my right. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, you look at yourself every day in the mirror and you don't notice some of these things sometimes, but it is. It totally is. And it, like, was pushing inward more. So that, like, as we were standing there, they had a mirror in the office and she was like, yeah, I noticed, like, your knee on the left side pushes in a little bit more. And that was such an interesting moment for me. I was like, oh it does and then 
she felt like the alignment of my pelvis, my left hip is higher than my right. And so there's like a lot of things happening that like clearly are contributing to my knee issues. And so it it was just so interesting to like figure all of this out. And she did a couple of like, you know, the hip flexor test and like how far you can extend your legs forward and like measure it per side and compare. And uh, apparently I have tight ankles. What? And like, obvi- like that can contribute to having tight calves and or like shin splints, which I haven't really been having any shin splint issues, but I have had them in the past, uh, especially like last year with training when I got into the higher mileage. So it was just really interesting to get all of this feedback and like broken down for me and like look at it and actually be like, hmm, this is what's going on here and and this is how it's all connected. So that was just so crazy to me. Um, She also like took a look at my arches and my feet and was like, well, they look pretty normal to me. Like I've definitely seen higher arches, but you know, it's... (laughs) I I would agree with that statement. Like I always say, like I have the highest arches ever. And like I I do have like high arches. Like I've also seen people with higher arches and but like they don't have the issues I do. So it's like my arches are a higher vibe. How about that? (laughs) So yeah, it was just kind of mind blowing for her to like point all these things out and like be like, well, this is this is what we need to work on and I told her what my doctor my ortho doctor told me that we've got to strengthen the VMO muscle which is that special teardrop muscle on like your inner quadricep kind of and stretch the IT band and obviously strengthen hip flexors and glutes and fill in the blank strengthen everything else and she was like okay okay and as I was laying there she was like so we're, we're a little tight here. We're tight here. We need to strengthen here. We're weak. We're here. You can't extend fully here. So we kind of just need to work on everything. <laughs> so I will say me paying the small fortune for physical therapy, I think will be really good for me because of all of these issues that she listed off for me. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting too, because when she was walking me through some of the exercises, in the moment, it doesn't feel like they're doing much. And they're such like simple little exercises, but like I can actually feel them working. And obviously over time, we want to get those areas strengthened and good and strong so that they don't feel weak as weak doing these exercises. But it was just crazy. So she gave me a set of exercises and um, I had like talked her through I'm doing dopey and she knew what dopey was and she was like oh okay and then I was like well you're gonna hate me for this next one because (laughs) guess what I'm also doing Dumbo the following weekend and she was like hmm okay (laughs) ideally we want to get me out of the knee brace and like not needing it but highly likely I'm gonna need to wear the brace throughout both race weekends which I I knew like I don't think I can get away from that like yeah that makes sense (laughs) so she I was like very eager and I was like okay like give it to me like I can take it like give me a whole workout I can do it seven times a day like please give me please fix me get me back like we can do this 
And so she gave me like three strength exercises and two like stretches to do twice a day. And I've, I've been doing them, feeling good. And I honestly like, I feel it. I feel it in places I, I don't, I'm not used to feeling it. Like I'm, I'm feeling it now, Mr. Krabs. And it's, it's wild where you wouldn't think like simple little exercises like that are doing much because they're not these like crazy strenuous things, but like they really are helping you. So I, I'm sticking to it. I'm very diligent about it and I want to get back to it. I asked her if like, what do you think about me? Like walking? What about like, what else can I be training outside of these exercises? She said, you know, obviously stick to upper body and, you know, arms, core, which is definitely what I'm doing. And I think there's like glute exercises I can do that don't really require like load bearing and aggressive knee bending. Uh, Things like glute bridges, which I I can definitely do. Things like um, RDLs, like you don't really have to like significantly bend your knees for things like those. So I, I'm, I'm working on what I can. So we shall see. I, the goal is, uh, to go back to physical therapy twice a week for 12 weeks, essentially, because I think my doctor ordered three times a week for four weeks. But, uh, after talking with her in like that office, she was like, well, we can do two a week for 12 times or 12 visits basically. So 12 weeks. Wow. Can I talk? But so that's, a long time. <laughs> but I mean, I, I hope we can get back to it. I honestly like with the strength that I've been doing, I do feel motivated and I feel good. And I know strength training will help me so much with getting back to running. Like while I'm not doing the actual running <laughs> because I can't, I, I'm i trying to keep hope. I'm trying to keep the spirits lifted. And I know like it will be okay. <laughs> it will be okay. Like I can survive. And I I love receiving messages from a few of you who have reached out to who kind of went through either something similar, something exact, something kind of in the same realm where you were able to focus on strength training and you were still able to kind of survive dopey weekend and push through and feel better. So it's giving me hope. And that's, that's what I'm holding on to for dear life. (laughs) So in the meantime, I am soaking up all of the running content and I am rooting for my friends who are still training and I'm here to tell you, you better be training. And Wine and Dine is coming up. I know that's really exciting for many people. I think it worked out that like I, I'm not registered for it because I won't be here, but it, I, I think I would have been panicking had I been registered for Wine and Dine and this had happened because that would have really set me low. <laughs> like, like I don't think I would have been able to run it. Like, that's in a couple of weeks. Um, so I I probably would have had to just sit it out, which would made me really sad because, one, those are really expensive races. And two, like, that would have been something I was already mentally committed to. So that, again, would be tough. So I think it worked out for the best that I am not running wine and dine, even though I couldn't if I had wanted to in many aspects but it's gonna be okay uh but it's funny too when I see people posting like oh that was a tough one or like I don't want to run today or like give me some advice or give me some motivation tell me to just get up and do it and my response is always I would do anything to get up 
and run right now. Like I would do anything to be in your position and be complaining about having to run. Like anything. I would love to have a long run right now. I would love to be getting up at four o'clock in the morning and going and getting my run done because I want to get back out there so bad. So bad. So do it for me. Go get your run done. Do it for me because I am very jealous and I would love to be in that like it hurts so good moment right after a good long run. So do it for those who wish that they could. Anyway, I again soaking up all the running content. <laughs> I'm like deep into to some run TikTok, uh, especially with Chicago Marathon coming up. That's uh, tomorrow, which is so exciting. Uh, as I'm recording this, and uh, I love sorting through all types of different running content. And I say that because I came across, um, I'll say like videos and articles that kind of make me angry when it comes to running. And things that I try and stay away from because it's just the attitude. And I'm, I'm not going to name any names. It's just the attitude of that like, oh, I don't care about winning. Like I just show up and do it for me, which par- partially makes me really angry because, okay, if you don't care at all about winning, why are you here racing? Like these are like elite people that are racing. And it's like, okay, well, why are you here racing then? Like don't say you don't care about winning at all because it's like some part of you must care because you're here racing. So like that kind of pisses me off that that message is being shared and also downplaying all the hard work that we know you're putting in, but you are choosing to be like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't know. I I, I guess I, I don't even know where I'm trying to go with that, but some of the messages that are shared are just, they piss me off. It's giving, pick me. It's giving, I'm not like other runners. Like I'm a chill runner and I don't even care if I win. Like who cares? And who cares about all these like role models out here? It's like, well, (laughs) like clearly you do because you're choosing to be one of them. Like, I don't know. Like I can definitely get on board with running for you and not wanting to be competitive and like not wanting to do this for other people and not wanting to be a spokesperson but like for the people that are choosing to do that and then still choosing to share that messaging it's just I don't that doesn't add up to me like no I I see right through it it's very it's a little icky to me so I'll just leave it at that like if if you're gonna do running for you, like do the running for you and like you downplaying your own hard work sounds like something that's a you thing, but don't be standing up on a pedestal being a role model for other people and being like and then and also downplaying your work because then other people are gonna think that like they're not gonna they're not gonna fully understand all of the hard work you're actually doing to be like oh it's it's nothing like (laughs) I don't know my two cents that's just that's just me so I just I I read that content and I watch that kind of content just to kind of form an opinion on it and I think take away from it what I want which is I mean what I think everyone should do and take everything with a grain of salt that they read and see online and what's shared on social media but 
I don't, something about it just made me really icky. <laughs> anyway, it had me thinking about like all of this content had me thinking about what like future marathons I can see myself running. I really, really want to run New York one day. I would love to run Boston. Like I would love to get like the six stars of all of the world majors of all the major marathons, which would be really awesome. Um, and it kind of gets me into a spiral though of like, oh, I need to do that right now then. Like I've got to get training and I got to get registered and I got to figure out how everything happens. And it's like, okay, I can relax. Like it's not going to happen next month. Like we're not going to get there in like an hour. It's fine. Like we can relax. But it's hard too because with things like that, you really have to plan pretty far in advance. So it had me thinking like, when do I want to get into New York and when would I want to try and plan these things out and like this is going to have to be like years in the making but at the same time I'm like still kind of on that like lower intermediate level where I have experience running but I'm not in any way shape or form a fast runner (laughs) so not that you need to be fast to run any of these marathons but like for me personally I would love to work on getting a little bit faster and a little bit stronger and overall more athletic to feel stronger during those races. So does that mean I need to take a step back from running full marathons for a little bit and work on my base and kind of get stronger on half marathons, for example? So all of these things are running through my mind. Do I skip Dopey next year and just focus on just total body strength like what what should I do like uh this is what's running through my mind at all time by the way so we shall see to be continued moving on to my final segment by the numbers we've got countdowns dopey like I said is literally less than 90 days away that makes me very stressed (laughs) We're two months and 27 days away. Holy crap. Dumbo, three months and four days away. Princess is four months and 15 days away. I've got no pace update for you. I've got no total mileage. We'll get back there. Next episodes, I will continue sharing my little rehabilitation journey and road back to Dumpy. But uh, if you have anything that you want me to cover in the meantime... Don't be afraid to leave a comment on YouTube and or I think you can leave like little what did you think about this episodes on Spotify now too and uh, or DMs on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. But all that to say, thanks so much for tuning in and get moving. <laughs>